1: Welcome to Off The Bench for Kubota diesel generators for serious backup power and first choice liquor for all your liquor needs.
2: Yeah, welcome to another big edition of Off The Bench. Uh, round 19, the season is flying by and what a weekend it is. Hugely important for a couple of sides in and around the top eight. Uh, gee, we're not even forgetting... Of course, at the pointy end of the table, top four permutations. Uh, there is plenty on the line over the next couple of days. And already the weekend, I guess, officially underway as of last night uh, with the Eels taking on the Doggies. We'll talk about that game shortly. But h- hang on a minute. That's not Scott Sattler sitting across the desk from me. That doesn't look like Sats. It's Gary Belcher. Badge, how are you, mate?
3: What do you mean I don't look like Sats? <laughs> Come on, <laughs> you twins. <don't>. <laughs> <laughs> You're well? Yeah, I'm very good. Uh, I'm just filling in for Sats. Yeah. You know, he's, he can't handle more than three or four days in a row of <laughs> work at the best of times, so decided to jump into the seat, uh, Benny, after our after a big night last night. Yeah. Uh, at uh, ANZ Stadium for the uh, the battle for the wooden spoon. Wow, it was enthralling. No, mm. oh. until they ran out. It was
2: just
3: a crappy game of footy. Well, no, it you, wasn't,
2: wasn't that bad. You and Sats made up at least two thirds of the crowd, from what I understand. But we will talk about that game shortly. And and look, while there wasn't a lot riding on the line, minus that wooden spoon, that dreaded wooden spoon that you referred to for uh, Eels fans, uh, some welcome joy and uh, what has been a, a season from hell so far. But we've got lots to get through uh, coming up a little later in the program. Uh, and thank you very much, of course, Badge for filling in for sats it's greatly appreciated we'll have a great debate we might even have a couple uh a little later on in the show we'll also get you to nominate your makita power player of the week and uh get your tips for the rest of round 19 that doesn't sound like too much of a workload does it badge you're gonna be okay yeah. with that no right. laughing good what are we stuff do for the, the other 40 minutes ah uh, well that's a good point well thanks to Kapoda diesel generators for serious backup power and first choice liquor for all your liquor needs We're going to start with what's happening tonight. And, of course, two big games. But We're going to focus in on the second of those two. Uh, And, wow, how big is this? Uh, After last week's results in particular, Suncorp Stadium, the venue, Brisbane Broncos, Penrith Panthers, and all of a sudden for the Broncos, they're looking over their shoulder, Badge. You're very much in the... uh, in the opinion that the top eight's not decided quite yet. There's still a little bit to play out in in 2018, and considering it's only round 19, you'd hope so as well. But with that really bad loss to the Warriors last week, they're a little nervous now, Brisbane. This is a huge Mm. game.
3: Yeah, it is, and they should be nervous because they were quite poor. They're at Suncorp Stadium again, and this time hosting uh, the Penrith Panthers, who I imagine are pretty well freshened up now after State of Origin. Mm. A little bit of doubt about uh, one of their key players, the Panthers. But the Broncos really need to get their act together. And it's not just about staving off the teams below them. They have got a four-point buffer to 9th to and 10th. It's it's about getting some so, sort of consistency to their game so yep. they can make a genuine challenge to win the competition. And at the moment, um, they're not in, in the ballpark there when, when you're talking about teams that are going to win the comp.
2: Absolutely, as you said, uh, two points outside the top four, but just sort of clinging into the top eight with the chasing pack not that far away. It shows you the fine line at the moment for a couple of these sides in and around the top eight as we approach the final month of the regular season. You mentioned their opponents, the Panthers. They're going to get a couple of stars back. The the, the concern is on James Maloney. A little bit of doubt still there as to whether he'll start.
3: Yeah, yeah, yeah. Uh, And and haven't heard anything late about this one either. So I think he's just uh, you know a, a proposition up until the final hour yeah, or so, whether yep. he's going to get a run or not. He's very important to them, of course, the Panthers, but they have um, been pretty good mm. um, without him, and they've got a couple of capable replacements there in, I'd say, Tyrone May and um, Jerome uh, Luai, who can, obviously, he can play. One of those would slot in yep. next to Nathan Cleary, but, of course, they, they want him back. They've got um, uh, Tyrone Peachy back from State of Origin Duty on the bench, as well, Dallin wateni a is back in after a, a few weeks out injured. Josh Mansour spent a lot of time on the sideline, yeah, side he has line, too, and he's back as well. So they're getting their troops back, and uh, it, it is very important uh, for the Panthers as well. And they're, it's, they're they're only two points ahead of the Broncos, but mm. you know, I I keep throwing that every every, you know, I know they had a bit of a glitch uh, last week, but I see some really good stuff with the Panthers, and I think yeah. they are. Certainly, at their best, they're, uh, they're, you know, a title threat for a lot of these sides, whereas... The Broncos, there's been a bit of a switch, Benny. Have you seen this yeah. at, the, at the back?
2: Yes, yeah. yeah. We're surrounding Darius Boyd, of course. I want your yeah. thoughts on this on uh, this particular decision by Wayne Bennett, who, who has decided, obviously, with the, the big news too, and we should mention this, Jermaine Asako signing a four-year deal. They have really had a big week. The Broncos insuring up some young talent, another one of their young up-and-coming stars we'll talk about a little later in the program. But, uh, yeah, Asako to full-back and, and Darius Boyd into the centres. What do you make of it?
3: Might have been part of the deal. <laughs> oh, sign oh, Wayne! If you're playing me fullback, no, look, apparently quite a good um, fullback as well. I've he's having a great year, play. yeah, yeah. I've seen him playing the wing, but Sats uh, has watched him in the intra Super Cup, yep, uh, for one of their feeder clubs, Souths, and playing on uh, at fullback. And said he's uh, very, very good. Big, tall thing, really, re- really safe. But uh, look, Darius has lacked a little bit as far as bringing the football back and creating stuff from the back for mm. the for the Broncos. It's uh, and it's I think it's mostly to do with the, the long-term hamstring injury he's got. He's just a bit hampered there. He's a first grader. He's their skipper. There's no doubt you've got to have him in the side somewhere. I just think they're trying to add a little bit of um, thrust when they get yep. uh, when they return kicks and just get them on the front foot a bit quicker. Perhaps it's just something that the Broncos, uh, Wayne Bennett and his coaching staff, have identified as an area that is uh, is, is lacking, that they are mm. very... Ordinary at getting out of their own end of the park, and of course it always starts with that first kick reception. So maybe Asako can make a big difference there. He's, I'll tell you, he's going to be oh, yeah. he's going to be under the pump with Maloney and mm. uh, Cleary play because they their kicking game yep. generally is one of the best in the comp.
2: Very very creative, and, and the season that Asako is having, you know, a side that's ten and seven, he's one point shy, I think, of 150 for the uh, 2018 campaign to date. So yeah, he's a, a really good young talent, and the uh, Broncos have got him locked away for another four years. Uh, I just wanted to touch on something, Badge, and this might be just, you know, we look at it from afar and you as a player, a former player, would probably think, well, who cares? But we mentioned last week the Broncos playing on that Sunday afternoon. First time in some, was it three years? I
3: think they've Almost had a su- three years. Sunday yeah. Arvo fixture. Do you think it'll be oh, a welcome? They've been calling, wanting. They want to play. With <laughs> yeah, I know. And well, the fans love it not and a... you get out there and you don't drop as much footy. And yeah, yeah, exactly. They down 26 nil. That's right. They got... <laughs> it was ugly. Uh, they get
2: back under the Friday night lights a little bit of familiarity in that do you think that's going yeah. to be a factor or is that kind of just it's neither here nor there
3: oh look maybe it'll be a factor maybe that'll that'll help and a lot of them are used to playing on friday nights um we'll, we'll have to wait and see how they perform i don't you know I, I certainly don't think the penrith panthers are going to be awestruck at all by the playing the broncos at suncorp stadium on a friday night it's a it's the best stadium uh in australia that's for sure in as, as far as rugby league is concerned yep. and Every player from every other club really looks forward to it. Some of them might get a little bit nervous about it. But it's quite an experienced uh, Penrith side. I've got to say as well, as I look at their side on paper, uh, really good signing for them too. Viliami Kickow has uh, mm. has signed for, he was, I think they already had him tied up for one more year, but they just said, no, nah, we're not going to let anyone start sniffing around <laughs> uh, come November, which isn't that far away. No. Uh, let's lock him up for a few more years after that, so they've got oh, they've got such a, a strong forward pack, and that for me, you know, look, could be the difference there between these two sides. Brisbane's pack has been adequate at best this year. They've got a uh, you know, and I oh, they've got big Payne house out and a couple of others, and now they've lost Jaden Sewell. But yep. they just haven't dominated um, very rarely uh, in, in the middle.
2: Talk about players who will get up against their former clubs. I reckon the same probably applies for coaches, even more so when you're. Uh, coming up against a man who replaced you in one of your former jobs. I refer to Anthony Griffin, who was recently at the Brisbane Broncos, now the main man at Penrith, and uh, he, he had his job unsurped by one Wayne Bennett. He's got a good record against Wayne. In fact, uh, he's won eight of 12 matches, and ironically enough, tonight, uh, should the Broncos win, it will be 500 career wins for, for Wayne Bennett, which is an incredible number. Uh, do you buy into that theory that some coaches just maybe zero in and focus a little more against certain clubs or maybe certain rivals?
3: Yeah, I, look, I know that there's certain rivalries that you have, and as a, there's... Personal things that you have hmm. about a club or another coach or whatever that makes you want to play better or wants your team to play better really difficult from a coaching point yeah. of view. Yep. But for some reason, some coaches have a, a better record against clubs than others, and yeah, this one's quite interesting. Anthony Griffin, I, you know, he would say for sure, look, it's just like any other game, mm-hmm. and uh, just go, you know, I just wanted to go out and do what they do, and he's very, he's very, very steady and controlled. Yep. And I think he'd be saying that just before they run out, goes, we're just going to do what we always have to do. It's an important game, but. Then a little whisper in the ear was, and give it a these bar.
2: <laughs>
3: <laughs> yeah, yeah, exactly. They kicked me out a few years no, ago.
2: Well, it's yeah. uh, 500 up for Wayne if the Broncos can get the job done tonight, but uh, I'm sure Panthers fans will have other ideas about that. Suncorp Stadium, what a, what a huge start to really launch us into the weekend. Uh, a couple of big games tonight, but that yep. is a huge one yeah. in context of the top eight badge.
3: Be a better crowd than last night. I would think so. You, you, <laughs> you would certainly hope so. There'll
2: be an inquiry if there they'll isn't. Be,
3: yeah, there'll be a very, very big crowd. And we'll have a, we'll a Brisbaneer in contentions. Panthers have, have plenty of fans around the place too. And yeah. There's a lot to like about the way they play their footy. So, yeah, I think it'd be quite a good crowd.
2: Absolutely. Kubota diesel generators provide reliable, constant backup power that you need when you need it the most and first-choice liquor for all your liquor needs. Hang tight there, Badge, because up next, well, we're going to talk about... Well, that'll be one of the topics of conversation. The poor crowd last night, uh, of course, at ANZ Stadium for the Eels and the Bulldogs. But there was a game of footy to be played, and it mm-hmm. was played, and the Eels won it. We're going to find out uh, how they did that from your good self, calling the game for NRL Nation.
3: Isn't Sats coming in? Am I doing the whole show?
2: No, I think, do- I think you've signed up oh. for the whole hour.
3: Okay. Did no one inform you of that? <laughs> no, that's all right. Please we'll stick just, with us,
2: uh... Badge. I can't do the show by myself. We'll have a great don't debate don't for get Kubota a, don't, well. don't get a beer. Okay, fair enough. And uh, also get your Makita power play. That's all still to come right here on Off The Bench.
1: Off The Bench for Kubota diesel generators and first choice liquor. This is Off The Bench for first choice liquor and Kubota for serious backup power.
2: Yeah, welcome back to Off the Bench, Benny Jones with our uh, fill-in, very capable fill-in, Gary Belcher, who's uh, stepped in for Scotty Sattler, who's having the night off. Uh, well-deserved, I think I'm supposed to say, but Badge, hey, before we get back into the NRL, and we do tend to spend the well, first half of the show really focusing in on all things league, we can't ignore the, uh, the amazing findings that FIBA in their infinite wisdom, have come up with uh, in the wash-up to that, well, speaking of amazing, the the basket brawl, I think we called it, when the Boomers took on the Philippines in a a World Cup qualifier, going back a couple of weeks now, scenes that, well, I don't think we have seen for a long, long time in basketball, certainly not in a professional game, maybe out in the backyards or uh, the back courts somewhere in the uh, suburbs, but, mate, well, read through the findings. The Aussies have copped a whack as well, as the Philippine players and coaches, and um, then give us your thoughts,
3: because yeah, well, it's, it's well, raised eyebrows. Yeah, tell me, because you, you you probably know basketball as, as well as I do, but um, well, from the Aussies, Daniel had copped a five-game ban. That, Thon-
2: that was expected. He'd get a fair whack. Yeah, yeah he sort of kick-started yeah, was,
3: things. Yep. He was. Uh, Thon Maker got three games. Now, he's filthy about that. He said, I only came to the defence of my players, not going yeah. to appeal, but... He was he was jumping up and karate kicking people. I know he was upset and he was trying to get yeah. get them off of uh, Chris Goulding, but um, you know he I expected he would have got something as well. And Chris Goulding for uh, for attacking all of those fists with his head, yeah, uh, got a one game ban. That's a bit of a shock. That that's the make. one. That's the one
2: that's really upset Australian basketball fans and officials. From I what thought. I understand, look the the Thon I Maker what, saying that
3: yeah. I think they're saying sorry with Chris Goulding was that. He instigated a lot, but with a lot of fouls and cheap shots and stuff that was going on during yeah, the game. So they're really? saying how hey, you deserve something for that. No,
2: That's but part yeah. of
3: the reason why it started. Oh,
2: please, I don't know about that. They're definitely going to appeal that one. The Thon maker, I, I think he got three weeks for just a horrible fighting technique, flying through the air and, and kicking <laughs> and not getting it. I don't think he actually made contact with anyone, Thon. But yeah, Jackie the, the chain's
3: not going to sign him
2: up. No, I wouldn't have thought really? so. I think The Chris Goulding one is a head scratcher because look, things happen during a game and. To, to to suggest that his actions while playing the game of basketball could have incited something at, at that nature is is stretching it a touch. What about from the Philippines' point of well, view? Because well, surely they the, got
3: year-long bans. Could you suggest the head coach, Chot Reyes, that he may be incited? Something a lot of people do. He got one game. Um, one. And his assistant coach got a one-game ban. And then out of all the, all the players, there were some um, Kelvin Abueva got the most six yep. games. And that's because he had some prior offenses. Uh, three players got five games, four mm. got uh, suspended for three, and then a couple for one game. So all in up, I think there's ten players and and the coaches. So what I'll about the, the officials'
2: yeah. badge? What about the, the referees? Officials got a
3: year. They got a year out of the game. How? Each, I believe. How does that happen? Um, I don't know.
2: I mean, no, I mean, to...
3: I can understand the,
2: the, the notion that well, they lost control of the situation, but I'm sorry, but when there's 20 people, plus spectators, plus chairs flying about, plus people who've just wandered in off the yeah, street, I think it was... Exactly. Yeah. I mean, and they in fact, Andrew Bogut, who is very sharp on the Twitter, I know you're not a Twitter uh, type badge, but he actually said what the referees did wrong was they didn't throw chairs. If they had, they might have only got three games instead of a yeah. year. Yeah. Staggering stuff. I don't know Filipino how. Filipino
3: they... Basketball Association three hundred and thirty thousand dollar fine. Their next two home games will be behind closed doors. That means no fans, no one there, so <laughs> yeah. uh, no money coming in as well. So they, you know, they've copped it a, a mm. bit as well. But um, I guess the general consensus is that um, a couple of Aussies have been hard done by, and Philip, the Filipino players have yep. been let off easily. But it, look like, it's always easy to look at it from just from um, you know our perspective and say, yeah, well. Yeah. They're picking on us. Don't think and it'll be the last we hear of about Badge. Others. Yeah, no, I just, think
2: that there'll be more. No, I think there'll be a few appeals that'll take place. And it's um, yeah, just an ugly moment in Australian basketball. And look, even... I must say, I don't want to sound as though we're just sitting here bashing the, the Filipinos for their role in it. Because even Basketball Australia have said they'll have their own in-house investigation. And they will hand yep. out punishments to players and individuals that are involved. So it's not as though we're just... Uh, Trying to make ourselves look like the innocent party here. There's
3: no doubt it takes two well, to tango, but yeah. I'm looking at those sanctions, and uh, from the perspective of if if we if you never want to see that sort of thing again yep. in sport or in basketball, send a message. Are those sanctions no. heavy enough? No, I don't think they are. Five and six game, three game bans. No, clearly, not. I don't think they are. I no. would have thought there'd be a bunch of people that have been out for twelve months, and yep. I, including that, I think Daniel Kickett.
2: Yeah, yeah, no, He's
3: got off pretty lightly.
2: Couldn't agree more. Uh, there you go. Uh, Again, watch this space because it won't be the last we hear of that one. Uh, Kubota diesel generators, a serious backup power, first choice liquor. For all of your liquor needs, uh, let's get stuck into an NRL update.
1: Let's get an NRL update for 7-Eleven. Tackle your lunchtime hunger at 7-Eleven. Good call.
2: All right, if you've got a little bit of spare change uh, made up of silvers or golds, so you only need a dollar's worth to get into Seven Eleven and grab yourself a freshly ground coffee. It is a good call. Uh, our NRL update badge, we're going to uh, update our listeners as to what unfolded last night at uh, at ANZ Stadium in front of a bumper crowd of 8,437, and uh, I reckon they might have counted a few of those twice. It was the Eels who defeated the Bulldogs in a battle to avoid, not for, but to avoid the wooden spoon, and that's still got a little bit to play out. 14 points to eight. You were calling it for NRL Nation. What a night. How, how did you uh, How did you get
3: through all of that? <laughs> I'm a bit dirty. because um, I, I think, well, we to try to keep it exciting, we actually had a crowd-guessing numbers competition, <laughs> and I said 7,777. Yep. I think I was very close to it, and I they have think, added a few to yeah, that. I think they I should have I won. Uh, apart from that, yeah. uh, it was... It looked early like these teams were going to get out there and have a real go and throw yep. the footy around. In fact, I think they did in some way, but they also showed their uh, ineptness, if that's a word. Ineptness, I think it team, is. We'll go with it. it. Uh, for, for scoring points, for, for getting into good position and then for scoring points. And I think it's just the, uh, the predictability of their play so often that got in, in their way. The, the Bulldogs scored an early try and that was it. Yep. They scored a try. What after? Oh, I think it was about ten minutes. It was early days. Yeah. Yep. at Holland, and and that was it. They managed to kick a, a penalty goal later on for their eight points, and um, Parramatta, of course, scored a sco- scored a couple and you know, one in each half, and um, wasn't much else to talk about. Really, <laughs> it's a tough one. Uh, were, Parramatta trying to avoid the wooden spoon. I yep. know yep. that uh, it's probably um, got some Cowboys fans. Worried as well because they're they're now all together those three teams bunched on uh, yeah. on four wins out of. 18. Well, the Cowboys have got a, a game to come yep. against the, yep. uh, the Dragons this weekend. So. Yeah, that's right. Whoa, it's, uh, it's tough at the, top, at the bottom.
2: Now, I'm going to get into the real nitty-gritty here, Badge, so strap yourselves in, prepare yourself for how you're going to handle this hard-hitting question because this is what it all boils down to. You know myself, a huge uh, fashion Easter. I think I rock up in tracksuit pants and thongs most days to work. Shows you how much I'm into the fashion game. I, yeah. I have to ask... The jumper, the jumper clash. It looked horrible on TV. You were at the ground last night. Both sides wearing hoops, blue hoops, and you know it was a very subtle difference between the two. Who, who agreed on that? Who let that one tick that box at the NRL it to was say horrible? Oh, what, what on earth were they thinking? Oh, it was
3: just, it was just awful. It was a Parramatta home game. Commentator's nightmare. And why wouldn't? Yeah, I don't know. Why don't they just? <laughs> I don't know. It frustrates me. It happens occasionally. Where you Head just scratcher, yeah. Who stuffed it up here where these jerseys yep. are very similar? And it was it was a really difficult... Night at times I had to keep checking myself, going. That's Parramatta and that's canopy That's it, right. Exactly. They were they were quite similar. <laughs> yellow and blue, and the yellow didn't stand out that no. well in the lights against the blue. You know, against the white and blue, and both had yeah. those hoops, as you said. Yep. Yeah, I'm with you, Ben. Frustrating. Uh, whoever's in <laughs> in the fashion department at the uh, NRL or those clubs needs to get their act together. they have just got to be contrasting. Not that hard, is it?
2: No. Surely Send not. Send Parramatta
3: out in their yellow, predominantly yellow strip. Yep. And or if they're in blue, put the bulldogs in their very white strip.
2: I would have thought that's why they produce four or they're five away, different, the different the jerseys every year. white strip. Yeah, yeah. yeah. And, yep. and
3: they do that. Yep. Um, maybe they've sold them all. Maybe what <laughs> They've sold the players' they ones as well. <laughs> <laughs> they sell them, yeah, they do whatever they can. Who, who
2: knows? Unbelievable. Uh, coming up shortly, we've got a great debate. Uh, and later in the hour, we'll get Badge's tips for the remainder of round 19. But before we do that, let's uh, have a listen. There were a few highlights. Uh, we have talked this game down a little bit, but there were some highlights. Uh, and Badge was alongside Scotty sattler Brenton Speed. For NRL Nation to call this one, uh, let's hear the best moments from the win for the Eels over the Bulldogs, 14 points to 8.
0: Forced the pass in the end to Elliot. There's numbers right. Kerrit Holland back inside to Jackson. Trying to spin his way through. Managed to fling it away. Second phase now for Kerrit Holland. And the opening try goes the way of the Bulldogs. That was the entertainers from the 80s. If you don't mind the way they threw it around. got a second and third phase going. And the first try comes with seven minutes gone. And... Lachlan Lewis can't disappear. No, he's moving up as
3: a support player. And Pritchard has milked it as well. He Then he dives, jumps on Tolman and pretends
0: to fall over. They've got a Bulldogs old boy back in the bunker as well. And when the general talks, you better listen to him. Luke Patton <laughs> says that's a try. Parramatta have it now.
3: The ball may have taken a wicked bounce.
0: But it didn't. We watched the bounces. Now they're straight through. Inside ball. Kayser Pritchard deserves a try tonight. He's stopped by Lewis. He tries to crawl his way there. And he's got there as well. The desperation lunge from Lachlan Lewis in vain in the end and Kesa Pritchard in his first appearance since round nine after all those injury dramas has Parramatta on the board with six to go in the first half. It's the dog six,
3: the Eels four. Oh, what a great run it was by Karma
0: Pritchard.
3: Nice ball, setting sail for the line. He gets tackled about six metres out from the line,
0: skips out of that as he's on the ground and just keeps dragging himself. Crawling forward. He goes to Fualalo. Second receiver, Lewis. His kick were ricocheted. And away go the yield The, the bounce goes their way this time. And they're going to go 80 metres. Mitchell Moses will not be caught. And Parramatta do lead now as he puts it down underneath the black dot. And Lewis, well, his kick didn't come off because somehow the Bulldogs mucked it up at one end and didn't find a half. From dummy half, and the kick was under pressure as a result. You're listening to NRL Nation for Metricon, Australia's leading home builder, and we have a try of the year nominee, Need Tyres, Trust Maxis. Mitchell Moses has come up with it going 80 metres, and the pressure they finally got on Lachlan Lewis from a kicking situation was pivotal. Absolutely
2: gone out about two or three metres out from the corner pace, so the scrum is 10 metres out from the Bulldogs' line with 11 seconds on the clock. So what's your
3: play, Gary Belcher? What do you do? <laughs> do your best. The Bulldogs? Yeah. Ah, uh, give it to your fastest player. Kick, I don't know. They're throwing it <laughs> out to the right, out to the right, and they're going to run out of
0: time and space here. Siren sounds. It's a rare win for Parramatta. They celebrate like they've won a final. Trying to avoid the wooden spoon. They grind out victory over their old rivals, the Bulldogs, in Thursday night footy. They win it 14 points to 8.
1: The Great Debate for Kubota. Diesel generators for serious backup power.
2: Yeah, let's do this one. Great debate time. In fact, two little debates. We're going to squeeze them into the one big debate. Kubota diesel generators for the oh, serious okay. backup power. Didn't consult you about this badge, but uh, just go along for the ride. This job's <laughs> getting harder.
3: to <laughs> anymore. Full, hey,
2: Fred, these are big, big shows. They're full on, on off the bench. Hey, I just want to throw in one before we get to the Hall of Fame, because I know you're a very uh, close follower of that, and there were six great uh, additions to the NRL Hall of Fame through the week. Uh, we spoke about it on Sports Day. Uh, Australia playing Tonga uh, in November. This will be a cracking match, and uh, obviously so much talent on both sides uh, that will be on show. Where, where should they play it, though, is the question at the moment. And our offsider Scotty Sattler's suggestion that he thinks Eden Park in New Zealand would be a, a great venue. There's talk, I think, of, of taking it to the States. What's, what's your quick thoughts on this one, Batch?
3: Well, well it, it depends on what your parameters are. Do you want to get the best crowd you can possibly get? Yeah. Do you want to promote the game? Mm-hmm. Um, if, if it's they're two very different um, scenarios, and if you want to, if you and look at the clubs, I see are having a bit of a, a whinge about this because this is only a few months away. Yeah, it's going to take a a lot of planning, a, a, a fair amount of time to get this organised if they're going to play in New York or in Toronto, and mm. those venues have been. Tossed up, and I don't know if they could do it at at short notice.
2: Tay hey, Hall of Fame, um, six editions through the week, and I guess, badge. This, I mean, it's a great debate. This is a regular debate. If you've got a short list of twenty five nominees. All incredibly worthy nominees, we might add. Mm. And you can only, not that you can only pick six, but you choose to only pick six. There are always going to be some very stiff omissions. I would suggest there'd be 19 of them. But um, give us the list of six if you've got it on you there, Badge. And also the, the names that you that would have had, had yeah, yeah that, that would have been very, very close and, and, and right on the cusp.
3: Well, the, the six that made it in are Gordon Talis, Petro, Sivina, Siva, yep, from, uh predominantly from the Broncos, Cliff Lyons and Steve Menzies—they uh, come, they come as a package. You had to pick them one, <laughs> both or neither because they were just—they yeah. were just Dynamic amazing tour. together. Yep. Yep. Their careers overlapped for a long period of time. Mm. Uh, Mark Graham, the great North Sydney bear and North Brisbane and New Zealand back rower. Yep, and Ricky Stewart. So I have no arguments. I think they absolutely no. nailed it. The uh, selection panel. I think it's a wonderful choice. Every one of those guys were just uh, outstanding players and, I'm, and I commend them on choosing Mark Graham because I I saw him at the height of his powers when he was in uh, in Brisbane in 1980 uh, led North to a grand final win mm. over, over South up there, coached by Graham Lowe, uh, he's just a magnificent specimen, then he headed down a year or two later to North Sydney and was just uh, fantastic, and as I said on the show the other day, like he was just—he was built like an Adonis, and he was yeah. a great player, and he had this great offload, and he could run like the wind, and he had so much going for him. He's kind of the the model um, for the new age back rower, yep. um, Bob McCarthy, but just a bit taller and leaner, and um, yeah, fantastic. And, said, and as he ran on players. Players would look at him and go, oh, have a look at this bloke. And then their wives would look at him and go, oh. <laughs> or their partners, have a look at this bloke. He was, uh, yeah, yep, he was an absolute standard yep. and a champion bloke. So he got it. Uh, you know, I think everyone, if you asked, if you and I asked Scotty Sattler during the week, I said, who are the two two players? If I got, if you could choose two more players, yep. And they decided to induct eight players into the Hall of Fame. You could choose two more: one a back and one a forward. Who would you choose? And he went through the remainder of the list and uh, chose Kevin Walters, who mm-hmm. six grand finals, led Queensland, played plenty for Australia. Yeah, coaching them. Uh, yep. Fantastic. Captained the Broncos to a grand final win. And, mm. and now he's a yeah, he, magnificent career, Kevy. And he chose Rod Reddy, the yep. great Rocket Reddy, St. George uh, St. George Dragons. And uh, he, was play, he played in that inaugural um, State of Origin game in 1980. Mm. Went on a couple of kangaroo tours, 78-82. What a fantastic player. But I, my, my, my choices were different. I would have gone with uh, as a back, either Greg Alexander or Michael O'Connor. Mm-hmm. And uh, in the forwards, or could almost have made it as a back. Uh, but Ruben Wiki, yep. who was just uh, outstanding, yeah, tough. Played started on the wing at the Raiders, uh, be, just because he was a young bloke. Uh, moved into the centres, ended up in the second row. Could play played front row. As well, and uh, gee, uh, he had a lot of people running scared when he was out there defending. Just
2: shows Good you player. the difficulty of, of picking any oh, of these one. any of these inductees. Great debate. Kubota diesel generators providing reliable, constant backup power. You need when you need it. We'll take a quick break here on Off the Ben. To return, Makita Power play nominations. We'll get a preview for another big show this weekend on the driver's seat and Badgers tips for the remainder of Round 19.
1: Off the Bench for Kubota diesel generators and first-choice liquor. This is Off the Bench for first-choice liquor and Kubota for serious backup power.
2: Yep, you're listening to Off the Bench. Benny Jones here alongside former Canberra great Gary Belcher, of course, Queensland Aussie rep as well. Filling in for Scotty Settler tonight for first-choice liquor for all of your liquor needs. Let's find out who Badge is going to nominate for this week's Makita Power Player of the Week
1: the Makita power player for Makita's cordless power garden range.
4: Allô
2: badge, let's do it uh, for Makita's cordless power garden range when power means business. Uh, I'm going to just throw in a real quick one because we spoke to him through the week and Oh, what an absolute stalwart this man has been. Luke Lewis, over 300 first-grade games, two premierships, Origin, Australian rep, one of the nicest blokes getting around. Don't hear a bad word about Louis. And, of course, a former premiership teammate of uh, our friend Scott Sattler. So, well done to Luke Lewis, who's got the rest of the season to play out, of course, but uh, a great career. He's achieved just about everything. Oh, did I mention Clive Churchill, medalist as well?
3: I probably should have thrown that in. So, well oh, done to yeah. Louis. And man of the match in uh, State of Origin games. He's he's done uh, done plenty. Yeah. Uh, wonderful player, great player. I want, I want my... Well, our player is a bloke at the other end of his career. He's <laughs> going indeed. to earn a lot more than Luke Lewis. <laughs> did. Luke Lewis, of course, would have yeah. been very well awarded for his uh, his efforts. And they were always out, uh, absolutely um, top shelf. You could never question his commitment to any side. And I think he's going to the plaudits that are going to pour in for him at the end of the year. Uh, are going to be many and uh, you know and uh, marvelous. But the up uh, this bloke you know, I'm throwing is. Um, Payne has the 19-year-old. Is he 18, 19? I think
2: he's just turned 19. Yeah.
3: Has he just turned 19? Yeah. <laughs> uh, Brisbane Bronco. He's played three games for a total of less than one half of footy, about mm. 35 minutes. He came. His first 15 or 20-minute cameo was just outstanding. Yep. And then uh, the next game came off the bench, and within a, about a minute, uh, I think he uh, he had a really bad concussion. And um, was gone, and then maybe made it back on the field one more time, and and broke his did well, broken leg or knee or something. So uh, he's had a, he's had a, a rough start, but he's shown so much promise that mm. the Broncos have tied him up for uh, a six-year deal for three point four million dollars. Now I've got it, um, say my good friend uh, Peter Bedell at the uh, at News Limited. Yep. Um, somehow worked that out to be over seven hundred thousand dollars a season. Pete, it's less than six hundred. Come on. <laughs> Mass is not your strong, because <laughs> he was comparing him to, um, uh, Kalen C- Ponga, saying Kalen well, yeah. Ponga's only on 650 or something, and he's getting more. No, no that's not right. But he's, uh, I, I believe the uh, the um, the dogs were, they were circling. Everyone yeah. was chasing him. Everyone wanted a, well, a lot of clubs wanted a piece of him, and the Broncos just had to move. Yeah. This this kid is going to be. Uh, I think he's going to be outstanding for them.
2: And that's exactly what Wayne Bennett said in his press conference through the week. I think that uh, Payne was secured until the end of 2019, but of course that, uh, with only you know, 18 months to play out on his contract, meant that clubs were going to start sniffing around. They said, we're not going to take that risk. We'll tack another five years on. We'll pay you quite handsomely for it as well, Payne. And yeah, 19 years of age, uh, it's going to be one hell of a 21st when he gets to throw it with $3.4 million in the skyrocket. Uh,
3: uh, uh, yeah, on the, potential the alone, you'd not... say he's worth it? Yeah, yeah, the, the risk... Look, there's a lot of risk in this. In that yeah. we know he's a very good player. Is it a setback for a young player to be start starting to earn, you know, five hundred and fifty, whatever it is, a year, six hundred, almost six hundred thousand dollars a year? Is it a big setback for uh, for a young player to to be motivated? Yeah, gotcha. That is that is your that that's why you need good coaches and good people around him. That's the really difficult part when you start mm. to get big money. I've seen a lot of players that every three years or so they have a good season. Because they're coming off contract. And in between they uh, they just take a bit of a back seat and don't quite get the best out of themselves. He's got a lot of incentives there. And great news for New South Wales listeners as well. He's a blue. Ooh. He's a New South Walesman. Yep. He's going to be eligible for the blues and uh, <laughs> he's going to be playing in a in a blues in a blue jersey in the next couple of years, I can just about guarantee it.
2: There you go, Makita's cordless power, garden tools, power through the toughest of jobs, Makita, when power means a business. Right now and off the bench, let's do this.
1: The driver's seat preview for Kubota skid-steers. Power at your fingertips.
2: Yeah, another big show coming up for the boys. Hey, two weeks ago in Townsville, Craig Lowndes announced his retirement from full-time driving, and earlier in the week he caught up with Nims to talk about the gravity of the situation and what the future holds for him, of course, life beyond steering those very quick cars around the track. So let's have a bit of a listen for Kubota's construction equipment. Delivers power and performance. Speak to your Kubota dealer. The 28th of
3: February, 2019, it is day one of the Adelaide 500, and for the first
1: time in a very long time, there'll be no Craig Lowndes lining up on the grid. Will that be uh, a bit of an adjustment for you, not to be eclipsal?
4: Oh, I think so, and I think that that's probably the point where the nerves will be, uh, you know, kicking in, because you want to be strapping on a helmet, you want to go through that process of being, you know, in the race suit, walking to the car, getting in the car, driving it out, and I think that's when the, really the, it'll hit home for me that, uh, you know, uh, you know, the nerves of watching others drive around, and, but the same token, as I said, I wake up every morning now, not regretting one uh, minute of what I've what I've announced and uh, what we're walking into, because uh, you know it is just a chapter of my life. It's not mm. closing a book. It's just a chapter of that side of my life, and uh, you know I think that uh, come Adelaide next year. That'll be the telling factor. I think that's uh, whether I've you know, truly made the right decision, mm-hmm. um, and, I, and I believe I have, and there's no doubt that uh, seeing those cars file out onto the grid, it'll be uh, you know for me exciting because then hopefully I'll be able to commentate about it, mm-hmm. um, stand beside Skafe and tell him what he should have done and what he could have done, <laughs> and, uh, and uh, if I can do that, that'll be uh, I'll be really proud.
3: Well I'm sure you've got to, look there's plenty in the in the review mirror that you've got to be proud of and I have no doubt whatsoever that uh, I'm glad first off that we will still be seeing you even if it's during the enduros, be it Le Mans, be it a GT race, it's, I'm just glad that we'll all be able to still see you race and uh, on our screens as well. And no doubt you've probably got a backlog of Netflix or something that you can catch up
1: on now.
4: <laughs> now I have some time to actually watch some TV. It's uh, yeah the highlights, but uh, oh look, it's like already you know we you know we, we're confident that we'll be at the 12 hour next year as well. So. There's, there's definitely races here in Australia that we'll be we'll be part of. And, uh, you know, again, going forward, it's not like you'll see the last of me at a racetrack. It just might be in a, just a different role.
2: Don't miss the full chat with Lounsey, uh, where he tells us about who he'll be driving with in the Enduros, uh, what he hopes will happen this weekend at Queensland Raceway, and his thoughts on other manufacturers entering the sport. You can catch the guys on Sunday on the driver's seat for Kubota's Mighty M71. It has got massive pulling power. We're going to take a quick break here on Off the Bench. When we return, Badger's tips for the remainder of Round 19, and that'll just about do us. Stick around. Back right after this.
1: Off the Bench for Kubota diesel generators and first-choice liquor. It's time for Scotty's Tips for Big Four Holiday Parks. Book your next great Australian break at bigfour.com.au.
2: Yeah, well, to be honest, no, well, Badge, just let me explain, let me explain, Gary Belcher, that uh, I think even he would admit that his tips have been rubbish, so I'm giving him the flick, we gave him the flick all night, to be honest, and we're going to get Badge's tips for Big Four, book a great Aussie escape at bigfour.com.au forward slash great Aussie escape, this is where you tell me, Badge, that your tipping has been second to none in 2018, (laughs) correct, or am I just making it up on the spot?
3: Would I lie to you? <laughs> I think no, you I'll might. When it comes been pretty to pretty ordinary, yeah. All and right. You're going to know by the time you've uh, <laughs> if you follow my tips here in Pencil, the middle on the way, you're going to look back at them and go, "What was he thinking?"
2: So if you're leading your local tipping competition, maybe turn your no, don't turn your radio off. I'm not meant to encourage that at all. Let's do it for Big Four. Let's go through uh, round 19. And well, we've got to start with tonight's game. Badge uh, Broncos Panthers. As we said at the top of the show, plenty on the line for both teams. Suncorp, Panthers get a few good ones back. And the Broncos, desperate to, uh, to win to keep the chasers at bay.
3: Uh, this is very difficult. There's two games here that I'm, I'm really struggling with, and this is one of them. But I'm going to go for the Panthers. I, I think they fresh, with Freshened Up, they've, uh, they've got those three players back, most likely from state of origin, um, yep. depending on how James Maloney goes. And a couple of others, uh, key backs, Wittenny Zalesniak and Mansour back too. And I'd like to look at their forward pack. I, I think that'll uh, a fairly close one, Panthers. All right, let's look to
2: Saturday and the Knights mm. and the Titans get us rolling at McDonald Jones Stadium.
3: Titans pretty awful last week; uh, just couldn't get it uh, their act together. And in fact, the last couple. So I'm going for the with the Newcastle Knights uh, mm. on this one. I like what Mitchell Pearce yeah. uh, brought back to the team last week.
2: Yeah, much better side when he's running around uh, in the Knights jersey. Hey, Tigers, Rabbits. Uh, the Tigers were fantastic last week. Rabbits are just flying. I think this is the game for nine in a row or ten in a row or something ten. like that. Yeah, it's
3: ten. ten. ANZ Stadium. Yeah. Yeah, very difficult one. Um, Robbie Farah was quite good. Farrar and Marshall mm. was quite good for the Tigers last week, but I'm just still uh, and there's no real home ground advantage there. It's a Tigers home game, but it is that ANZ, so I'm going with the Bunnies. And I've been this, this but one the one good consistent consistent team for me yep. for my tipping has been the Rabbitohs. I'm sticking with them.
2: Yeah, they're going nicely. The Bunnies, a side that isn't going nicely and hasn't been all season, is mm. the Cowboys. They take on the Dragons at 1-300 uh, Smiles in Townsville.
3: Dragons lost last week Yep. as well. Yeah, Dragons, uh, I don't think they're, they're a side that's going to lose too many in a row, and it's surprising, isn't it? There was a long time there, probably four seasons in a row. You, I just wouldn't tip against the Cowboys at home, but mm. they've lost their mojo. They've lost kind of their way. They've lost everything. They're, they're struggling. <laughs> i <I'm, laughs> Going with the dragons. <laughs> yeah,
2: I think most will be. It's uh, it's a home game, as you said, for North Queensland. But not even that mm-hmm. would fill us with enough confidence to tip them. Warriors storm at uh, Mount Smart oh, Stadium. Get that coin out of your pocket. for Is me. this the other one? Is it badge? This You're not sure. One. Yep, yep.
3: Really, really tricky. Uh, a lot to like. The storm playing away with a, a few very good New Zealanders in their side. I know they're going to be um, they're, they're going to be tough, and they'll be quite good. Um over there, however, yeah. the New Zealand Warriors. There's just something about them this year that has me almost excited that they're not <laughs> going to fall in a big hole with the last yeah. seven rounds to go. I'm going the Warriors. Okay. Reluctantly.
2: All right, and the final game of the weekend the Seagulls and the Roosters at Lotto land to see at round nineteen.
3: Yeah, the Roosters, but I think it's gonna it won't be all their own way at Manly. It's mm. uh Cherry Evans, um very very good. The travovich brothers will be back to their best. I think it's going to be a really tough night for the Roosters, but uh, I'll, I'll go for them.
2: All right. Well, that's the tips for round 19 through the eyes of our man Gary Belcher for Big Four. Book now at bigfour.com.au. And on that note, Badge, thanks to our wonderful friends at Kubota. First choice, liquor, your work here is done. Thank you for filling in for sats. Must, much appreciated. Hope it wasn't thanks, too ben. strenuous, arduous for you. It's all right. You get my address. You want to send that? <laughs> Is that how it works? I'll yeah. uh, have that check in the mail for you, mate. <laughs> this has been off the bench. Badge. Have a great weekend. Uh, Thanks, we'll speak mate. to you again soon, and we'll speak to you, the listeners, again, same time, same place next week. Have a good one.
1: Off the bench for Kubota diesel generators and First Choice Liquor.